This is exactly right. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I just blacked out for just a millisecond there. I uh, I don't know what happened. My brain just short-circuited. That's fine. What's going on in my life? Uh, I made some slaw about six days ago uh, for myself, and I, I would just like to put the word out that if you're going to make slaw and you're not going to a picnic or an event... Just be prepared to be eating slaw for the rest of your life. Uh, full cabbage. Uh, it's. I have no complaints. It's just it will never end, and that's fine. But that's just something to keep in mind. If you're not going to your church picnic or your company outing, prepare to have a lot of slaw. Let's get into the podcast. Let's get the guest here. Maybe he can get things on track. Let's see what happens. It's Tarek Davis. Tarek, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Well, thank you for having me. And if I may, ain't nothing wrong with infinite slaw. <laughs> ain't nothing well, wrong with it. that's what you think. I mean... there's no beginning or end. There's no beginning or end. Like life, right? Um, <laughs> but I, I personally, I am a fan of slaw. I know it's one of those sides that a lot of people complain about. Like, I'm a slaw man. So if you put slaw next to anything, I am a happy camper. I think slaw is underrated. Slaw has been here... Since the beginning of America, and it will be here for the end, which might be coming soon. My so. slot will be here for the end of the. I yes. mean, actually, that could happen sooner than we think. So, it, right. <laughs> this is true. I've got maybe two weeks of slav. I, I put the end of America three weeks from now. So, that could yeah. work out. Yeah, it could totally work out. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, did, are you red cabbage? Like, what's, what's your slaw recipe? Well, this is what happened. I went to the store. I went to the grocery store looking for red cabbage. Found a green cabbage. Uh, could not see the red cabbage anywhere. Bagged up the green cabbage. Disappointed, but, you know, reluctantly was going to buy it. Headed out of the produce section. I spotted the red cabbage. and then became the person who is taking the cabbage out of the sticky plastic bag, returning to the green cabbage, getting the red cabbage. The recipe that I was looking at called for both, but I... That feels so unnecessary to me. That's just a, pick yeah. one. Just pick one. I like the red cabbage. It's more fun to look at. It is. It is a more festive color. Yeah. To me, slaw is like, you know, slaw is the aunt busting through the church doors first day of spring. <laughs> it is like, you know, uh, you know, good eating is about to happen when you see some Absolutely. red cabbage. Absolutely. Are you a green or red? I'm a red cabbage. I am a red cabbage slaw. I like the, yeah, I also like, I think... Presentation is also is part of the package, you know? Uh, With slaw, that, especially. You don't exactly. want a sad-looking slaw. You don't, and I think that is what has caused aspersions on slaw in America. 
and abroad, if slaw is happening like that for so long, I think people go to diners. Being a man from Jersey myself, I know this experience. You go to diners and you see the sad, like, mayonnaise, oh. you know, very pale slaw. And it's like, yeah, I don't want that with my chicken fingers. Like, no. No, and I get it. But if you put some razzmatazz, some red cabbage, <laughs> some ready-to-happen slaw, you're in a good place. Yes, I 100% agree. And I, I'm a very late adopter of slaw because so much of my childhood and teens and 20s were spent looking at old mayo-covered slaw. Yeah. When I discovered you could do vinegar, you can put other ingredients in. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be old cabbage in white slime. No, it does not. The carrot is the slaw's good friend. They're good yes. buddies. Bring the carrot along. You know, and I recently discovered the difference between cold slaw and slaw. Do you have any idea what it is? Oh, I do not. Please, I'm like, uh, this this could be wrong, but I believe coleslaw is cabbage. Slaw mm. can be basically any vegetable. Right, right, right. Okay. So, uh, listener, you've learned something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, free of charge. Yeah. I mean, you can use that little. Uh, piece of information at parties, at gatherings. You, you'll be the life of the party. Coleslaw has been singing into the mic at the karaoke bar for way too long. <laughs> we don't we don't hate coleslaw, but come on. You're singing the same five songs again and again. Let some red cabbage in. Let some carrot in. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Let some Brussels sprout slaw in. Yes. Just, just step away. Gather yourself. Get your voice back. Have you ever made slaw? Uh, yes, I have. Um, it w- it actually is, you know, my girlfriend and I, we make, we make slaw, like, pretty often. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, you know, I'm hearing you talk about slaw, and I'm like, listen, that's all right. This is the slaw cast. <laughs> this is the Here slaw cast. <laughs> this, that'll be our spinoff of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Everyone prepare, 2023, Tarek and I will have a bi-weekly podcast. Yeah, and every week we're still eating your slaw because it lasts. <laughs> it just keeps lasting. And until we're done with that slaw, we're going to keep podcasting. Yes. I see a um, an Indiana Jones poster behind you. Is that what's happening? That, yeah. Uh, that is a laser disc. I have uh, four... That's a laser la- disc? That is a laser disc. I have four laser discs hanging up. Uh, Indiana what are the Jones. other ones there? So there's Raider of the Lost Ark, there's Dr. No, uh, there's The Odd Couple starring Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau, and then there's The Lone Ranger. And the story behind that was, you know, living in Brooklyn. Those are old. Those are from my broke days in Brooklyn. Uh, so talking about yesterday. Um, but living in Brooklyn and yeah, uh, I used to live in Crown Heights and there was just in the middle of the street a mountain, a pile of laser discs. What? It was so strange. I don't know if someone like had to leave their apartment in a in a in a rush or someone got their stuff thrown out of their apartment, but it was literally a mountain of laser discs. And I saw (laughs) I saw Indiana uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. I saw the odd couple sticking out and I was like, listen, before these get run over, I'm going to pick out some selects. Because I am, <laughs> if anything, I am a huge movie buff, especially from the 70s and 80s era, uh, even though a couple is from the 60s. Uh, and so I was just like, all right, I'm picking my four and I'm out. 
and uh, not having a Laserdisc player because they don't make them anymore. The person who owned all of those probably didn't have a Laserdisc player. I doubt they did. But there were, if I can't, for who's ever listening, if you can imagine just how many. There were so many. I wanted to keep making trips back. <laughs> but by the time I got home and went back to the street, like, I think other people had collected their selects. Like, the mountain was gone. Uh, so, What is the story there? I mean, that's somebody who was extremely rich in, like, 1994, and then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> right, right. Somebody was like, yo, this 1980 to 1984, I'm riding. I'm riding high. I know I'm y'all buy doing... every laser disc in existence. Yeah. Oh, it's the DVDs? Pusha. This <laughs> laser disc is where it's at. Now, leave me, my laser disc, and my ugly-ass coastline alone. <laughs> <laughs> How big is a? La- I've never actually seen one in person. Is it as big as like a record? Yeah, it's like a. It's they're they're basically DVDs the size of a record, and that was supposed to be the future, right? Of home entertainment. They, I mean, and Laserdiscs, if I'm not mistaken, were early '80s kind of innovation, right. and so it was like Laserdisc. I think was supposed to be like yeah, but. I know the commenters are doing VHS, but are you on some high end? Are you on some high end stuff? Like you on that on that next level? You want that laser disc? And I think somebody was just like, "Yeah, but DVDs are a lot more convenient." And I don't like your flaw. I don't like your apartment. I don't like your taste. I'm out of here. I feel like when Laserdiscs failed, we should have kept the name and just called DVDs Laserdiscs because it is a better name. It's, it's much more much fun. Better. It's much more fun. It's a better name. It's much more futuristic. Right. But yeah, the digital video disc, like that's not Laserdisc. Laserdisc. Being the nerd that I am, I do think that, you know, <laughs> if, you know, multi-dimensions exist, there is the alternate reality where laser discs kept going and that <laughs> what that world re- is that that's the world we should have it went right when we went left <laughs> and we should have gone right and like everything in the universe is like working out <laughs> it's a much more balanced place much more balanced place uh you know people only look at their phones when they need to like you know, like, <laughs> You know, there's cancel culture and, you know, people don't make an issue of it. Like, it's like things, <laughs> things are okay in Laserdisc world. Now, this is, this is some, a theory I've actually held for a long time. I really believe that Vladimir Putin is the only person on Earth still watching Laserdiscs. I feel like he's someone Ooh. who has a large collection of Laserdiscs. Does that line up? I feel like totally. that logic makes sense to me. Totally lines up and totally lines up with, like, everything happening Globally, <laughs> right now. Because like, he's just out of step. He's uh, way out of step, and, but thinks he's right. Thinks he's right, because he's like, why would you go smaller? <laughs> you <know>? Everything <laughs> should be bigger and shinier. And Laserdisc is a better term, no? <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad Vladimir Putin <laughs> accent. But yeah, like he's off step, and he's definitely got him. And Kim Jong-un definitely have. Yes, both of those men have so many Laserdiscs. They're both doused in cologne. And now that we have said this, I am looking at the reflection of myself like with the laser disc behind me like, huh, am I more tired than I thought I was? 
I think everyone's a little more tyrant than I think they are. Valid point. You get that much power and suddenly you're buying too many laser discs and, you know, just making poor choice after poor choice. I think you were lucky that when you when you went back to get all of those laser discs that they were gone. I think so. That could have been a bad turn for your life. Could have been a bad turn. I think uh yeah. I think an angel like <laughs> saved my soul <laughs> and got the rest of those laser discs. Because yeah, I would have I would be the Vladimir Putin of the East Coast. <laughs> your yes. guardian angel now has a huge collection of laser discs. Yeah. For my soul, for the benefit of my soul. Oh, Tarek. Well, speaking of things that, you know, are cluttering our homes, taking over our lives, things that we just don't need around, there's something I'd like to talk to you about. Huh? Hit me. Uh, look, you agreed to be on this podcast a little while ago, and I was thrilled. I thought Tarek seems wonderful. We'll have a fantastic time together. I was you know, Of course you were thrilled. I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> Uh, I thought, you know, I'll open with slaw. We'll talk about slaw for as long as possible, and then we'll just hit hit stop, and the recording will be finished. So I was a little surprised uh, when recently something came into my life uh, from you. And now this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. When you agreed to be on, I Said No Gifts. The title was right there. Mm. Uh, kind of a clear rule for the podcast. And mm. so uh, I was a little, I, let's just say bewildered. Uh, when something came into my life, I'm now holding kind of a bag here. Yeah, says, yeah. Uh, yeah. It read, says, it, read it out loud. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, sure. I'm happy to. It says, another birthday and you are even more gorgeous than ever. Uh, it's kind of a, a gift bag and Obviously not my birthday. Yeah, but uh, no lies. No lies, though. <laughs> some light sexual harassment. All right. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. Tarek, is this a gift for me? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not a great defense. Yeah, I mean, listen. Um, you know, we've talked about the multiverse. Schrodinger's cat is also <laughs> uh, another kind of, you know, uh, physicist term of just like, you know, you open the box. You see if the cat is dead or if the cat's alive. <laughs> you open that bag. Is it your present? Is it not? So you're saying that there could be a... Currently, there's either a dead or a live cat in this bag. And we won't know if it's alive or dead until the bag is opened. Absolutely. We are at a nexus point right now. Oh, the pressure and, of this. Right. And your decision, you know, whether we go left or right, determines... What kind of universe we're going to live in? Oh. Are we going to live in a universe where no gifts exist? And <laughs> you just get a birthday bag? That no lies on the birthday bag, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't my choice. It was what the cashier had. Not saying that I bought it and like put a gift in that bag. I'm just saying. like I'm just specifying the circumstances of the reality of the bag. It feels just like a lot of excuses. The reality of the contents in the bag, we do not know. Well, should we find out if the cat is alive? Let's find out. Okay, I'm going to get into this bag here. Let's reach in. Okay, and now it's in. 
Okay, so I've opened it, and there's another package here. It was shipped to me. So let me... I do now have a box cutter, which was gifted to me. Let's see if I can reach in here. You know... Oh, I, I hope I haven't lost the box cutter. Oh, nope, this is a USB cord. We've got... Oh my God, Tarek. The, the box cutter is supposed to save time, and now me scrambling for it is only taking up time. No, like, but this is what science is great at, right? Like, there is, <laughs> you know, time is possibly just a construct. And what is happening right now is the birthing of a whole absolute and new, beautiful, gorgeous universe. So and many universes. So many universes. And, and like, just looking for the, the box cutter is like, listen, you know, that's that's part of the mythology of whatever's going to happen. People are going to talk <laughs> about how, you know, how you, uh, on the sixth day, finally found the box cutter. <laughs> this, I mean, the slaw, the laser discs, the, uh, there are so many things about time on this podcast, uh, this episode. <laughs> this is a very time-oriented episode. It is. It uh, is. I have found the box cutter, and I've realized I... Let's see if we can get some of the clicking of the box cutter. We've never done that before. It does mean um, I'm opening a box cutter very close to my face, but I'm going to get it next to the mic here and see if we can get that clicking. Okay. Just for the listener to enjoy some light clicking. Yeah, it's... Uh, what, is, what, are the, what do the kids call that? ASMR or something like yeah, that? Yeah, this is some ASMR. Some kind of threatening... Okay, we got the clicking. I've got it open. This is going to lead to me being cut. Uh... I've got to be more careful. Okay, I'm slicing this bag. We're digging in. I don't think this even needed the box cutter. Let's be honest. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, (laughs) uh, I I do think there's somebody listening that really appreciated the clicking. Yes, they needed that clicking today. Yeah. Okay, we're getting in. This is a rather heavy object. It's kind of soft. Oh, wow. It's kind of... Let's see what's happening here. Okay. I'm seeing... Gotta be honest, I'm as excited as you are to see what <laughs> what what is about to be birthed here. Tarek, I'm seeing... Okay. What is happening here? Let's see. It's a... <laughs> this is a queen sheet set that says Merry Christmas all over. Oh, come on. There we go. Look at that. Again, with the time and everything. We have the misplaced happy birthday. Now we have a misplaced Merry Christmas. We're recording as of today. It's May. Yes. Just for the listener's context. And the listener could be listening to this. Let's let's be honest. In October of 2032. Mm -hmm. I mean, so their brain is fried. Yeah. Absolutely sizzling right now. Yeah. Uh, What's going on here? What's happening with this sheet set? Well, back to the aunt that I talked about bursting through those church doors beginning of spring. Um, I myself am not uh, practicing of any dogmatic religions, but I do like history. And, uh, oh, by the way, everything I'm saying is a little bit of BS and a little bit of truth. Um, (laughs) But as a fan of history and like, you know, uh, it's, you know... uh, December 25th, which is the day we normally celebrate, uh, you know, that was Christian to celebrate, you know, um, I guess the birth of the Judeo-Christian Savior, Jesus Christ. Factually, Ben Yeshua was probably born in the spring. So here we are. Another one of these. Here we go. (laughs) We are, here we are uh, in the 
the blossom, blossom, um, bosom of spring, and you got a queen set of Merry Christmas sheets, <laughs> and you know you get to spread those out. You get to eat your slaw, and uh, <laughs> hopefully the world doesn't end. Just absolutely lose my mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He was found on a Merry Christmas sheet yes. covered in slaw. But nobody would blame you. No nobody, one would blame ev- me. Everyone would totally get like, oh, the, the set of circumstances and everything going on in the world right now, we get it. We all have an excuse to completely lose our mind at this point. Yes, we do. It's uh, crazy. <laughs> now, so these sheets, Merry Christmas, Do you do you do anything for Christmas? Uh, I usually try to visit the family, but outside of that, no, like it's, um, my niece and nephew are now adults, so it's not like I can, I like being the fun uncle, getting, getting them things and, you know, that, you know, as kids, they would be excited about. Right. Uh, and now it's just like, eh, you know, <laughs> they don't want to play shoots and ladders, you know, <laughs> like, so. Are they like in college, out of college? Uh, yeah, coming out of college now. Wow. Yeah, that's, it's hard to. What gifts are you getting at that point? Right, right, right. So, yeah, there's that was kind of my, you know, the, the fun thing for me for Christmas of seeing the family and get my niece and nephew stuff. And and now it's like, all right, well, I guess this is the time to just enjoy the time off. Right, right. Uh, and how are you as a bed maker? Sheet-wise, what, what's your situation there? You making your bed every day? Yeah. Okay. I'm a pretty good bed maker. You know, uh, you know, me and my, my girlfriend, we, you know, exchange chores. But yeah, I think I, I can get pretty fastidious when it comes to just like, you know, making sure that the apartment is <laughs> clean and tidy and uniform. So when you say you and your girlfriend exchange chores, is there like a table that has all of the chores on it? No. Is no. there just kind of an unspoken... I did the dishes, you make the bed. Yeah, it's an unspoken. Like, I would I would really love, I would totally be down for uh, itemized. Some accountability. Routine. Yeah, yeah, routine. But, it, it, but yeah, that I would get thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> the most annoying spouse in the world. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely the Jack Lemmon of the odd couple. <laughs> so you're doing a lot of the cleaning up. Most of the time, yes. Okay. So what uh, sort of chores is your girlfriend doing? Uh, she's the more frequent cook. Okay, okay. That's also some heavy lifting. Yeah, absolutely. And she is the, like, she has the vision of arranging the apartment. Oh, she's kind of in charge of the art direction of the apartment, the visual element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just keep it tidy. I keep it tidy. Do you do you have big opinions on how the apartment should look, or is it, did you just cede all control to her? I did, and then she she uh, you know during the pandemic we you know we spent much more time in this apartment than we had ever thought we would, mm-hmm. and I imagine everyone else did. And uh, yeah, she completely rearranged it when I was out for a walk and I came home and I was like, well, uh, uh, this is <laughs> this is great. I have no objections. Uh, what like what did she do? Did you move furniture? Move furniture, like, you know, I'm speaking now, like, there was, I have, like, this, like, bookshelf area nook that's, like, you know, a makeshift office and that didn't exist before. And How long um, was this walk you went on? 
I go on I go on walks. I go on <laughs> You got lost for six I, weeks. I will get lost for six. Yeah. I, I will go on I will go on a, a typical walk for me is more than an hour. So I will go on like a journey. And is this kind of an aimless walk or is it like I'm I have a an end goal and I'll get there and then I'll turn around? No, it's an aimless walk. I like to, you know, I'll put my headphones on, I make a mix. And a lot of times we'll walk together, but sometimes we, you know, you need to walk separately or, you know. Um, and yeah, I'll just walk around Brooklyn. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, it's it's great. I recommend anybody, like, you know, make your make your playlist and just go walking, you know. If it's a nice day and, uh, you know, that was a safe activity to do at the time, mm-hmm. still is. Right. Um, being outside, just walking. It's like, oh, yeah, let me walk from neighborhood to neighborhood to neighborhood and circle my way back. And two, three hours later, come back and the apartment is completely rearranged. <laughs> and how often are you making a playlist for the walk? Is it like I made one this week and I'll listen to it over and over? Or is it every time you take a walk, you make a new playlist? Uh, I make a playlist every year. So every year? Every year I make a playlist. And so I have playlists going back to like, oof, I guess since this playlist going back to when I, when did we start having, so before the iPhone, there was the iPod. iPod. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I, I still use, I know a lot of people use Spotify. I'm still an Apple music guy. I never graduated, but you know, they have these playlists every year where they, you know, every Friday where it's like, all right, well, here's new music, music by artists you know and artists you don't know. I love these things. Same. And so that's how I'll find new music. I will, all right, on Friday, I'll listen to that playlist. So that's mm-hmm. like, that's a bike ride or a walk or a workout right there. Just like listening to that Friday, Friday new mix that they come up with. And then I'll find like a bunch of artists I've never heard of. And then you're taking those songs and putting them into the year-long list. Absolutely. So, Tarek, this is something you and I have very much in common. Come on, I make a yearly list. See, I've we're been... back. We're back at time. We're back at. <laughs> we're back. We're back here. A few years ago, I uh, uh, had what was basically some sort of mental break, where I made a playlist dating back to, I think, 1989. Oh, wow. And each one has at least like 75 to 100 songs on it. Uh, 75 to 150 songs. And it was a nice little project. Uh, Felt like I was just uh, a little music librarian for a minute. And now I just do it every year, keeping up on it. It's wonderful. It makes listening to music so easy. Um, Well, back to the sheets. Is there anything else we need to say about sheets or sleeping? Are you, uh, what sort of sleeper are you? Um... I think the majority of the time I'm a good sleeper. I've been trying to take naps. Ooh, afternoon, midday, late evening. Yeah, the 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 mid the afternoon, midday to the afternoon nap. Um, like the moments you have when you are home, you have a day off, and it's like, all right, well, I am feeling a little tired right now. Well, let me let me take a nap. <laughs> or after a workout, you eat. And you get that like sugar high, then that crash. And it's like, all right, well, let me take a nap. And finding the sweet spot of like 15 minutes is a nap. A myth. 
an absolute myth. There's no, you fall asleep for 15 minutes. You're going to sit here and tell me that you, you lay down on the bed and then you sleep for 15 minutes. So to go back to the coleslaw thing, <laughs> a nap, I think, can consist of many different forms of rest. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I think a nap can be, yeah, you are asleep for 15 minutes. But like once it goes over to 20, then you start going into that deep sleep land. And then like mm-hmm. you wake up and your body is mad at you for the rest of the day. So for <laughs> 15 minutes, it's just like, all right, well, you know, if it's like 15 minutes of dozing in and out, that's okay. Or if it's like 10 minutes of like, oh, I'm asleep. Uh, and then five minutes of like, all right, well, let me just stay awake. Or 15 minutes of meditation or just laying down and not looking at your phone. Um you're much more open-minded about naps than I am. I'm trying to be. <laughs> I, it's, it's, you know, this is not an easy practice, but it is, when it works out, uh, it's beautiful. For me, the perfect nap needs to take place somewhere between 1.30 and 3.45 p.m. Mm. And it should be, I should be unconscious for at least half an hour. And oh, wow. that means 15 minutes of just lying there until I'm asleep. And I also will occasionally, every few years, don't mind indulging in you fall asleep at 4 p.m. and wake up at 6 p.m. and feel like you just crawled out of a swamp. There's something about that that's kind of appealing. Sometimes you need to do that. Where you're just, your body is just like, we're sleeping for two and a half hours, yeah. and you're going to feel pretty terrible when you wake up, but it's going to solve something. Yeah. it's. I, I think doing that or... You know what? I'm going to have this uh, indulgent dessert. Right. In the middle of the day. I haven't had dinner. I haven't really had a nutritious meal. But like, <laughs> do a, uh, you know, slotting those things in where it's just like, oh, normally a parent would probably say, don't do this. And getting to do that definitely solves something as an adult. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this about uh, sheets. So, a listener wrote in for another part of the podcast that we'll get to eventually, but. Uh, this feels uh, relevant to this conversation. They brought up this idea that people don't sleep with a top sheet. Are you? And apparently it's very controversial. Have you heard about this? I have not. I, I'm still not even entirely familiar. But when you get into bed, do you have like a comforter and then a sheet under it and then the fitted sheet under that? Yeah, I'm not a savage. How else would you do it? That, that's why I was I was completely baffled. Apparently, a large part of the population puts a fitted sheet and then just throws a comforter on top of it and just sleeps between those two things. What kind of people <laughs> are doing that? I have they never heard you, of this. They give you the fitted sheet for a reason. <laughs> you can't just be sloshing around in your bed with the top sheet and a comforter. <laughs> Well, let me clarify. I think what it means is the fitted sheet is put on the mattress. I see. And then a comforter was is put over that, but then there's no in between that. that but is you buy nice. the whole sheet set. Why wouldn't you just put the other sheet on there? That's disgusting. Also, it may like doesn't that mean you have to constantly be washing that comforter? Yes. It, it means just, you now have to wash the comforter more than like you twice a week. I mean, you gotta wash every time you're doing the laundry, which I hope is once a week. You are filthy. <laughs> Who are these people? Your home is filthy. Your home is filthy. It's crawling with bugs. Do you throw out the washcloths and just keep the towels? <laughs> You're dirty. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing to me. I don't understand. I was shocked that there's apparently a large part of the population that is 
just got this either a filthy comforter or is washing a comforter frequently, and that's a bulky item. See, I'm going to hit you with a theory. This is where I think we are where we are as an American society today. <laughs> is I really think, I think you were on to something. We should have stuck with the laser disc because what that means is like, listen, we know it's bulky. We know it's not really convenient for like storage in your home library. But dang it, let's take our time before we go compact <laughs> to the DVD and then we go digital. Let's take our time with things because if people don't know how to take the time, all of a sudden, they are living like children who have suddenly become adults. <laughs> Everyone is now in the movie big and they're putting, throwing out their fitted sheets and just putting the top sheet with a comforter over their dirty mattress. And it's, <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, we've got to get back to that other Laserdisc timeline. You got to just, yeah, we got to slow down. Like read, like, do you need to read instructions for your bedroom sheets? Is that what we are? <laughs> Have people lost it? Makes absolutely no sense. It's chaos. No rules. No rules. People are just living like maniacs. And uh, I just, I, I hope that more people are using all of the sheets that are given to them. Yeah. This is why I gave it to a good. I know a civilized human being when I see one. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... I now have my Merry Christmas sheets, which, I mean, speaking of a maniac, uh, <laughs> you take off that comforter and see a Merry Christmas sheet in July, you're dealing with a real lunatic. But uh, yes, it is a fun surprise. It is a fun surprise. And the more fun surprises we can put in life, like a nap in the midday, you know, <laughs> ice cream on a Monday, you know, like... Gotta live you, it up. You gotta live it up. But no fitted sheet is... is you're breaking too many rules. Way too many rules. You've got to have some sort of guidelines in your life. Yeah, you wear leather pants on a Tuesday. Like, <laughs> if you're doing that. And you got to save those leather pants for the weekend. <laughs> That's a leather pants or a weekend pant. It's certainly... I'm going to show up <laughs> to an office one day in some leather pants. And everything's <laughs> going to fall apart for me. It is Monday. Well, what are you doing in those leather pants? <laughs> That is a weekend pant. That's a party pant. <laughs> you should be mowing the lawn in those. Yeah. Yeah, depending on, <laughs> depending on the universe, the rules change. <laughs> oh, Tarek. Well, I think it's time to play a game. All right. Uh, let's play... You know, let's... We haven't played this game in a minute. Uh, let's play Gift Master. I need a number between 1 and 10 from you. Number between 1 and 10. 9. 9. Okay, I have to do some light calculating to get our game pieces... Right now, you can promote something. You can recommend something. You can do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Uh, well, if uh, people are listening and have no idea who I am, nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Derek Davis. I am the announcer and sidekick on the Amber Ruffin Show, which is that uh, you can find on Peacock. We air Peacock on Fridays, but you can find all our episodes just by going on Peacock now. Uh, we also have clips on YouTube. Um, I am a member, facilitator, performer on Freestyle Love Supreme, uh, who are touring the country right now. So if you are where they are, I highly recommend you check out their show. It's a fully improvised uh, show, uh, all freestyle improvised rap. And uh, yeah, good time. Sometimes you might even catch Lynn manuel Miranda, founder of the show, on stage himself. Uh, 
you know, I recommend that you put that fitted sheet on your mattress. If you are a top sheet person yourself and you're listening to this and you're like, Pasha, listen, I'm trying to help you right now. Okay, Jerry. So, all right, there we go. We're good. Perfect. <laughs> I was just going to let you go, but then I thought, uh, I feel like uh, he's running out of sheet information to spread. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, this is how the game works. I'm going to tell you three potential gifts that you can give away. Objects, experiences, what have you. Uh, I'm going to tell you three celebrities. You're going to tell me which celebrities you're going to give which gift and why. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. The gifts you'll be giving today are... Okay, number one, this is more of an experience. Uh, or, well, you'll the gift is the power to manipulate the weather. Okay. Uh, number two is a box of snack wells. Do you remember snack wells? Yeah. Kind of a diet, diet cookie from the 90s. Yeah, they made like they weren't Vienna fingers, but they right. were like Vienna fingers. Yeah. I they were kind that. of like a, a treat that no one enjoyed. And uh number three is a Boston accent. So you'll be giving mm. this person a new accent. Uh, we've done the gifts. Okay, so, and the people you'll be giving them to are, we're scrolling through the dark, we're scrolling through the dark. Okay, number one, Carrie Russell, actor Carrie Russell. She's great. Mm-hmm. That number, is Carrie Russell Felicity? Oof, oh, the, I believe so, yes. I yeah. think that's, uh, I know Carrie from the Americans. Americans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Next up, let's see. We've got Carrie Russell. Number two, we've got Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman herself. Mm. And number three, we have Tyler, the creator. Okay. It, a good group of people. Yeah. Nice mix of, uh, I, outside of Wonder Woman, I'm not quite sure what Gal Gadot does outside of that video that she sent to the internet hey. at the beginning of the pandemic. Hey, guys. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that video. <laughs> but uh, a nice group. What are you going to be doing? Who will you be giving what and why? Oh, this is... The, all right. So, Carrie Russell gets the Boston accent. Uh, okay. Because I, I, I did... I have seen an episode of The Americans, which I now have to sit and watch the whole show. But she's tremendous in that show from what I saw. She's so good in it. Yeah. And being a tremendous actor, uh, actress... Uh, an actor. I imagine, um, you know, just having the uh, Boston accent on lock in your quiver set <laughs> would be an asset. So I'm throwing her the Boston accent. Uh, she will be in a Ben Affleck movie at some point, and they will all just be like spitting Boston bars. Um, Gal Gadot gets the snack wells. <laughs> she gets the snack wells because, you know, uh, you know, she's already Wonder Woman. She's got a lot going on. But yeah, I, uh, you know, she's, you know, an international kind of, you know, every time I see her in a project, they paint her, painting her with like intrigue and, oh, look at this. And she, everything, it's all sparkling water, the very finest tap. And it's like, nah, <laughs> eat some snack wells. Eat the some most of these, processed cookie on right. the planet. Eat these mediocre, dry ass <laughs> cookies. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, know how the rest of us have been living our lives. <laughs> uh, and I got to give Tyler, the creator, the experience to uh, the power to manipulate weather. Just because that is going to be an amazing music video. And it's going to be an amazing album. And uh, yeah, what happens <laughs> if you give the, uh, you know, 
Uh, I, a, I would be a little wary of giving of giving Tyler the creator the power to manipulate the weather. I feel like he's a mischievous person. Absolutely, he absolutely is. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he is, does have good taste, though. He does have good taste, and thus far, his mis- his tricksterness, I think, is inherently good. Always good intent. Yeah, that's true. He's got yeah. a good compass. He's got a good compass. I haven't. Thus far, I haven't seen anything from Tyler the Creator that I'm just like, ooh, I'm worried about him. Like, I feel like he's the tricksterness. Like, he would definitely pull some tricks. They'd definitely be like, all right, it's cold in July, which, again, (laughs) would make those sheets that I gave you, like, the perfect gift. But, (laughs) But I do think, like, he would, you know, hey, there's a drought going on in California right now. Hey, uh, the reservoirs need some help. <laughs> throw, throw a little bit of rain, you know. That is, that's a very smartly given gift. Yeah, I think so. It may it may be the color of Kool-Aid water, because that's <laughs> top of the creator, but guess what? That's all right. It would work. It would work. Yeah, I think the only one of those people I wouldn't want to give uh, the power to manipulate the weather is Gal Gadot. I, I don't know that she's ready for that level of responsibility. Nah, that's why she gets a snack well. <laughs> She's got a you, dusty like, box of snack wells. You get a dusty box of snack wells and sit down and eat them all and just think <laughs> about your choices in life. <laughs> Perfectly played. Yeah. Really beautifully played. I appreciate that gift-giving ability. Um, okay, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of my listeners, as far as I can tell, has got some issue in their life that they need help with, some problem that they ask me to help with. I, of course, get the help of my guest, and we solve issue after issue. Will you help me answer an email? Certainly. Okay. Let me get into this. Let me read here. That says, just kind of a curt hello. Uh, uh Oh, but then, oh, now I feel bad. I'm a new listener and enjoy the... Okay, okay. So I forgive the person for just saying a hello. That's fine. Uh, But here's the meat of the email. It says, I recently attended a destination wedding in Tulum at an all-inclusive resort. I live in Los Angeles and my friend, the bride, currently lives in Austin. Because the cost of attending the wedding was so expensive, $1,000 plus, I decided I wasn't going to send a gift. My friend didn't even register for any items. Her wedding site just had a link to send money. The wedding was Saturday. I I returned home Wednesday night. And on Thursday, my friend reached out saying she had been unpacking all of her luggage and wanted to make sure she didn't miss a card from me. I was shocked. After asking advice from friends, I finally responded a few hours later saying that I was having a hectic day getting back to work and that I hadn't brought a card and hoped unpacking wasn't too difficult. She responded, <laughs> okay, wow, this is good. She responded saying, so no gift? I was beyond myself. Uh, proper wedding etiquette says you have one year to send a gift. Oh, that's something I wasn't aware of. I'm going to take advantage of that to its full extent. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, so let's see, one year to send a gift. So not only was her blatantly asking for one improper, but it hadn't even been a whole week yet. After a lot of thought, I responded back saying I was planning on sending her one later and that things have been hectic. It's been two days, no response from her. I'm now torn on what to do. I almost feel she was testing my friendship. Like if I don't send something, that's it. 
I don't really want to uh, to just uh, send to the online fund because as someone who is per, uh, perpetually single, I find people asking for money to be ridiculous. I'd rather send an item. Also, because this friend lives in another state and is married with a baby, our friendship might not last uh, much longer as is. So what do I do in this situation? That's from Harmony. Harmony has brought a real situation to the podcast. Seems like her friend's a complete psycho. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm glad we got this one. <laughs> this uh, is a lot going on here. There's a lot going on. But um, if I may take the crack. Please do. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Harmony, if you are listening, I say you do as your namesake is already uh, given. You live in harmony and you forget that hot mess <laughs> of a friend and leave that friend in the distance. You risk life and limb to travel now, to go on plane on a, on a plane right now. We are still in a pandemic. So to travel, to spend, you spend like over $1,000? Over $1,000? To spend over $1,000? So I imagine that is the airplane ticket going and returning, the hotel accommodation, uh, probably had to pay for food when you were there. So, all right, that is $1,000 to show up <laughs> for your friends. Like, hey, look at me in this moment that nobody really cares about. <laughs> like, And you showed up anyway, and you were like, hey, I wish you the best. And your friend comes back with like, where's my gift? Oh, and the, the weird passive-aggressive I'm unpacking. I was just making sure I didn't uh, miss Ooh. something. Is I mean, the most transparent move this person's ever made. What was she? Yeah. That, uh, give me a break. Just ask. The unmitigated goal. The nerve. The nerve to be like, where's my gift? My, <laughs> your presence, Harmony. Your har Harmony, your presence, your name is a gift. Your life, your breath. Your witnessing was a gift. <laughs> you didn't even put up a proper registry and you're coming back. Listen, you're going to raise a terrible child <laughs> and you're going to live a terrible life and everyone is going to be cleared the heck out. And I know, I know they serve coleslaw at that wedding and not the proper <laughs> slaw. So Harmony, eat you some Ray Cabot slaw, live your life and forget this friendship. This is a perfect advice. I think if you have a destination wedding, you don't, you cannot expect a gift from anyone. Yeah. If they bring a gift, great. But you are right. asking someone to go on a, a compulsory vacation. They're spending money to go to somewhere that they didn't have in mind. No. They, uh, Harmony here could have gone to Paris. She could have gone to Paris, and I'm stressing. Traveling in a pandemic, I don't care where you think you are in this level, like, it is not easy. No! There it's is not still, comfortable. It's, it's not, not comfortable. It's yeah. not safe. You could still get sick. So you've got to really want to go on the vacation. you got to really want to go on the vacation. Uh, I don't know if Harmony, if this is like, you're the one, if, you know, she didn't specify the email, like, whether this friend of hers is the only person she knows at this destination wedding. Oh, if she was alo alone at the wedding, oh, what a feeling. Right. Like, if she was alone at the wedding, Harmony, I I really wish you were, this was a live call, because it'd be like, well, did you dance? Because if you hit the dance floor, <laughs> oh. you did everything. You did everything that was expected of you. That was a gift. Now, the nerve. I don't, 
just to back up a couple of steps, I don't want to point any fingers. I don't. I obviously want to be on Harmony's side here, but I am. I am seeing a few concerns. First of all, mm. this brand is obviously horrible. If this is the, this can't possibly be the first behavior this horrible person point. has exhibited. That's a great point. This yeah. person has probably been awful since Harmony met her day one. So the fact that Harmony decided to go to this wedding of this horrible person. Yeah. Uh, Harmony, I'm questioning your choices. And then also, $1,000 plus? How long were you there for? Didn't you shop around for airfare? Right. Harmony, you sound like a really good person. <laughs> Someone who, you know, I don't know if I'm a good person, but I do know that I like to accommodate other people before I accommodate myself. Sure. And I know that has caused some issues. And as someone who is learning and has learned from some of those issues, yeah, don't do this again. (laughs) (laughs) Check your friends. Check this, like, are they worth it? Are they worth it? This friend is going to have a second wedding, and they are going to invite you to an even more expensive destination wedding. And you do not want to fall back into her trap. So, Harmony, I hope some lessons have been learned here. I hope so, too, Harmony. Because you're, I really do. I'm now, I'm now coming full circle. I, I'm completely blaming Harmony for this situation. <laughs> I, uh, you know, her friend may be the devil, mm-hmm. but the devil can be avoided, Harmony. Yeah. And could. if you're uh, spending over a thousand dollars to go to a wedding of someone who sends a text that says, "So no gift then." Uh, your hands are not entirely clean. Let's just say that. Uh, check uh, check your Rolodex. I know people don't <laughs> use Rolodexes anymore. But Harmony all, might. Harmony might. And if you do, yeah, uh, go through it and see like, see who in that, that, that Rolodex list is not worthy of your friendship. Friendship is a gift itself. Friendship is a gift. Harmony, I feel like basically the answer to your question ultimately is you're not giving, you're not sending the friend a gift. Of course not. You're blocking her number. You may, you may even go as far as asking for a refund on your airfare. Absolutely. Try to get some of that money back and take yourself on a real vacation. Yeah, that's the email you send. Or you get married and have like a kind of a revenge wedding and you plan it for what's an expensive place to visit. But, uh, Let's oh, see. Uh, flights from LA to New Zealand. New Zealand. That's a tough flight. Right. That's what you do. Harmony, you've got to find somebody quick. You gotta set up a wedding. You've got to invite this friend and double down. Revenge is on the menu. Yeah. And it's best served cold if it is slow. <laughs> the perfect way to end this perfect advice we've given Harmony. Harmony, go forward. <laughs> Tarek, I now have my Christmas sheets, which I will be using all of on my bed at some point during the year before Christmas. I'm thrilled. I might take a a nap on them. Maybe I could throw one of the sheets out on the lawn and have myself a little picnic. Yeah, and it'll be the top sheet because you're civilized. Right. I know what I'm doing. I'm not completely out of control, despite a lot of what's happening on this podcast. (laughs) I'm so happy to have had you here. What a wonderful time this has been. It has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. And uh, listener, we're at the end of the podcast. Uh, Maybe it's time for you to go make some slaw with my warnings, the the advice I've given you. Uh, Maybe have it for a dinner party or something. Or don't. Do whatever you want. You know, it's summer... 
spring. I don't know. The temperatures are rising. Do something to enjoy yourself. Turn off the podcast. Turn off your phone. Go enjoy yourself. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Now make sure to listen, follow, and most importantly, leave a heartfelt review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show.